Welcome to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello, and thank you for joining me on The Parenting Show here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Recently, I attended an event. It was uh, an event for Xbox and Microsoft. And I was there with my kids. And it was great because, you know, they got to go and play games, have fun, try out new things. And they even did some coding with uh, with Minecraft. Um, and you guys are probably thinking, like, coding? I'm like, yep, my kids are geniuses. No, I'm only kidding. They're not. But uh, I was just, when they told me that my kids would be coding, I was confused. I am in no way um, a techie person when it comes to things like that. I thought this would be a really good um a really good show. And today's the last day of Computer Science Education Week, an hour of code. Um, You may not have thought about it, but we deal with computer science daily and in all different aspects of our lives from machinery used in uh, agriculture industries, um, sharing files with friends using something like Dropbox, putting together great outfits using sites like Polyvore, staying connected with friends on Facebook, or even watching our favorite movies like those Pixar movies like Finding Nemo. All computer science. And now kids are learning to do this in school. And really, it's it's revolutionary. Um, needless to say, I find this stuff super interesting. And so I thought I'd bring in um, some pros to chat computer science and coding and how it's making a difference in the lives of people today and the role that our kids will be playing in it now, like in the coming years, right? So joining me in studio today, we've got 14-year-old Sabrish. He uh, lives and breathes computer science, more specifically augmented reality, and he is from the Knowledge Society. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. I am really in I'm really intimidated being in here with you. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, if someone said that to me, like if I was 14 right now and someone said, you know, augmented reality, I'd probably be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And here Sabrish is doing this and and enjoying it and loving it. And it's it's a huge part of his world. We've got Cameron Smith, who is uh, is here with us as well. He is a senior marketing um, manager, senior product marketing manager for Windows uh, Education at Microsoft. How are you, Cameron? I am doing fantastic. Thank you very much for having us here today. Oh my gosh, thank <laughs> you. I'm like, I'm excited. I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this, to educate me, to to educate the parents that are on um, the other end of the radio listening. And, uh, and then we've got one more person. He's joining us on the phone all the way from Moncton, BC. He's a middle school and high school teacher, teaches from grade 6 to 12. And I'm talking about Mr. Ben Kelly. How are you, Ben? I'm pretty good, thanks. That was the best introduction I've ever, ever had. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, guys, I am new to this, and I'm hoping that the three of you guys can shed some light on computer science, coding, uh, what schools and kids are doing these days. Because for me, honestly, it's uh, I was just floored. When I walked into that event, and, and I'm like, okay, it's Xbox and Microsoft. We're going to play games. Um, maybe you guys can tell me about Computer Science and Education Week and Hour of Code. What exactly is that? Well, Computer Science Week is a variety of different events uh, that is encouraging kids within schools out there to get involved in computer science. And Hour Hour of Code is a component of that. So like Microsoft, for example, partners with Code.org, and we offer Minecraft coding sessions in classrooms across the country. And there's volunteers that were uh, all across the country this week going out and delivering coding sessions to uh, students of all different age groups and grades out there to get hooked on computer science and coding. 
Uh, and Ben is, I'll stop there because Ben is That's what I was just amazing ask. at this stuff. So Ben, are you one of those teachers that gets out there or is this like, you know, you just deal with your school or are you traveling around doing stuff right now? I, I get out once in a while. I think it's important to point out as well that Computer Science Week, uh, we don't only do computer science during this week. Um, yeah. Microsoft <laughs> and schools extend the effort way beyond this week, and it is a, it is a, full, uh, a full year thing. But uh, it's nice. This Computer Science Week for me represents an awareness, uh, almost like anti-bullying week, yeah, um, totally. where it, it's always present in our minds, but it's nice to have that one week devoted to you know, an enhanced, uh, I guess, uh, awareness of the uh, computer science. So what kind of stuff because did you do grade, with your students this week? Because I teach grade 6 to 12, um, we have a vast variety of things. So if my grade 6 is, for instance, just finished the Minecraft, uh, the Microsoft Minecraft, um, I guess, hour of code sessions, uh, they then uh, were so, um, because they're getting so advanced, kids are getting so good at coding that uh, it, you can't do one activity anymore and call it the hour of code because it really only takes them about 35 minutes. What? So, yeah, they're getting that advanced with coding. So, so now they're looking, they do the Minecraft one, and then they look around and say, well, let's try the Star Wars one. Or the, you know, they, they look for something else to fill that full hour of code. So that's the grade sixes. So you can imagine with the grade 12 spectrum, they, sure, they dabble in the hour of code. They love doing the new one every year. And, and for the past few years, it's been the Minecraft thing that they love to try. Uh, but then they look around for something a little more complicated. So you can see them you know, coding apps and, uh, and playing around again, like Sabrish with the HoloLens and, uh, and oh game development. So, so Windows 10 and Xbox game development. So the older the kids get, they're starting to dabble a little more with the coding aspects of, uh, of that. And uh, the younger kids, they still love knocking off those new adventures every year and, uh, and going after Star Wars and some other ones. So it's taking these kids like half an hour. If I get into that, they'll probably be there for like 10. <laughs> you are listening to us on The Parenting Show. Stick around because we've got more. It's all about Computer Science Education Week and Hour of Code right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are wrapping up Computer Science Education Week, an hour of code, and we are getting all techy on the show today. Well, maybe not so much me, but uh, my guests are, and they're teaching me, so this is good. Joining me from Windows Education at Microsoft, we've got Karen Smith, 14-year-old Sabrish, who is part of the Knowledge Society, and on the phone from Moncton, BC, educator Ben Kelly. Guys, growing up, uh, I was I grew up in the pre-internet era, which I'm hoping I'm not the only one, and a lot of you parents listening are probably like, yep, Pina, I'm right there with you. Um, and that was, obviously, it wasn't something that was like really taught in school. I do remember having a computer in the classroom, and are you guys ready for this? <laughs> it was a Commodore 64, which uh, it was like a DOS operating Classic. system. <laughs> so now I'm totally dating myself. Um, so basically, like I mentioned, when I was at that Xbox uh, event a little while back, I was floored to learn all the incredible things that are being done in schools now and how far things have come. Obviously, you guys see, um, anyone can see how how far things have come mm -hmm. since, you know, that time when I was growing up, up until now. And each year, just how things are improving, whether it's like computers and cell phones, televisions, movies, like, God, who remembers those cartoons that were like <laughs> David and Goliath? You know, what was that? Stop, uh, stop motion? Stop motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, those were classic. <laughs> now it's like, 
you see these cartoons and this is all about coding and you see like the the Disney uh, Pixar stuff and you're like, oh my God, that looks so real. It's so cool. So we spoke a little bit about what exactly Computer Science Education Week is. We spoke a little bit about Hour of Code. Um, so... But why is that important? Why is it important that, you know, we get out there, that we start educating um, these kids at a young age? Yeah, well, um, there are global leaders that are coming out and saying that, you know, it's more important to learn coding than a second language these days. Oh, uh, well, then that's, that's great for me because <laughs> I'm, I'm the one who took French till... OAC, which also doesn't exist anymore, so I'm really, really old. But okay, so I know now the feeling Savage puts me to shame with the stuff that he's doing. But it <laughs> oh, is gosh. it is it is super cool to think that like kids are are learning about coding and they're learning about um, stuff that's going to empower them for jobs that aren't even created yet, jobs we don't even know about yet. I know, and right? that's why this part of this is so important. I mean, Ben and Savage are two people that uh, that I lean on that really lead the way. <laughs> and the amount of resources online about coding have grown so much over the years. And like he said uh, about coding and being a second language, coding, I think, is going to be super important in the next few years, and it's going to be essential for everyone to know about. Yeah, totally. And, like, how did you get started? You are 14, and so you've been doing this for a while. It's not something that you just fell into yesterday. Yeah, so first I got into coding through Khan Academy, Code Academy, just going through online resources, and then... uh, and then I learned about the Knowledge Society, and then how the Knowledge Society is basically a high school innovation program, and there we learn about different topics like artificial intelligence, VR, genomics, the oh blockchain, gosh. and we learn about all of these, and what TKS empowers us to do is to uh, take a topic that we are really, we really love the topic, and we go really deep into the topic, and that's how I went deep into AR and VR, and I reached out to Microsoft, and that's how that's how this entire connection happened. So there's one thing specific that I was watching on one of your YouTube videos, and it was the um, oh gosh, they're like the goggles, the Hololens. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you really like that? Yeah. So I got. So tell really- us about. Okay. What What is that? So everyone listening knows because I'm sure if any of the parents out there are like me, they're like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> Peanut. Yes. I'm like. He's blowing my mind right now. I'll tell you that much. Okay, so, so tell us about the HoloLens. So the HoloLens is basically an augmented reality headset, like the first augmented reality headset that can do so much inside of it. Augmented reality overall is just having the ability to place virtual objects in your real world. So having things that are not actually real inside your world and interacting with them. So what the HoloLens does is it, uh, the headset visor gives you this view that allows you to uh, look at these virtual objects and interact with them in different ways. So after uh, I connected with Microsoft and they provide me with the hardware to get started with building for the HoloLens. Well, you, hold on a second. You built something for it? Oh, it's so cool. Well, <laughs> no, like uh, this is, I'm 37 and I'm like not even anywhere close to this. Like what have I done in my life? <laughs> okay, so what did you build? Uh, so it was like a game. So uh, a lot of the features of the HoloLens, so there's spatial mapping, spatial sound. There are a lot of things that the HoloLens can do. So the point of this game was uh, to test your reaction time and to give you points based on that. So what spatial sound allows you to do is uh, to, it directs uh, sound into your ear at a certain angle and it allows you to uh, sense the sound and where it's coming from inside the room. So what the game I created did was uh, there was a creature behind me and the game was uh, basically allowed us to uh, 
allowed anyone who's using it to hear the sound and then react, and based on how fast they react and capture the creature, they get a certain amount of points. So it was a whole game based on... That is so cool. Oh, yeah, I played it. It is awesome. You can, like, (laughs) hear a dragon behind you, and you have to turn around. The faster you turn around and, like pinch the dragon with your two fingers in front of you the more points you get and he built it (laughs) okay how old were you when you did that uh so i was 14 so i built that just uh around a month and a half ago yeah okay and when did you get started how old were you when you got started in all of this uh so i got started in the hololens in june and and in like your, your interest into like the whole computer science world and the coding world uh so the coding world my journey in that started like like a year and a half ago and then through TKS learning about AR and VR and then reaching out to Microsoft I delved deeper into AR and VR oh my gosh I'm looking at my producer Julia and I'm just like shaking my head I'm learning it <laughs> but I don't know can I do any of this stuff probably not that's why we need our kids to learn this stuff so they can get these jobs because there's a lot of them coming stick around you're listening to the parenting show right here on global news radio 640 Toronto You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for joining us. It's Sunday night and you're listening to us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's The Parenting Show and I am your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. I am feeling not so smart in this studio today because we are talking computer science hour of coding. It's the last day of computer science week and so um, I thought I'd bring in some... Some people who know this stuff, obviously. I'm not one of them. We've got Cameron from Microsoft. He's here. We've got Sabarish. He is a 14-year-old who is coding and building amazing things. He's from the Knowledge Society. And we also have middle grade and high school teacher Ben Kelly, who basically is the go-to guy when it comes to this stuff. So, Ben, you're joining us on the phone from Moncton, BC. Thank you so much. Um, I have to ask... How exactly um, does this work? Is it part of your curriculum? Is this something that you just took the initiative to do because you're passionate about it? How did you come about it? Let me just first jump in and say that if Sabers can figure out a bus route that would take him to our school every day, uh, we'd be more than uh, willing to have him here. <laughs> an open invitation. Um, he is fully invited. And if any of your listeners are wondering how this can get started in their schools, I would say the best step ever would be for the to request or, or suggest to their teachers that they join the Microsoft education community uh, because that's where you can get started in all of these endeavors and it's easy and it's uh, it's uh, learning at your own pace so that's a great way to start um, that is how I started with a lot of this stuff so is, you heard uh, about the the education programs that they offer yeah. I dove into the Microsoft education community um, there's a lot of things that they may not um, they may not uh, fully, like you may not fully dive into them, but you actually get the, the spark for learning. Yeah. So you go, oh, that's a great idea. I could apply it here. So computer science, I believe wholeheartedly, is one of the uh, most important parts of education, and that is the 21st century uh, skills. Um, so I, I firmly believe that 21st century skills are more important than the actual curriculum documents that our provinces give us. Oh, totally. Um, I can list those skills very quickly. It's uh, creativity, collaboration, communication, critical thinking. The new ones are citizenship, character building, and of course, I add the seventh C to make it more uh, piratish. It sounds like <laughs> the seven C's type of thing. And that is uh, computational thinking. And there's your, there's your coding and there's your uh, computer science. That's amazing. So, it so, yeah, hits all of those things. That's how I feel they apply beyond even like the technology classrooms. I, I believe that every teacher can be doing their part uh, in all of their classrooms to strengthen those 
21st century skills, and I truly believe that that will secure you the job of the future, not what you learn in the curriculum outcomes. So I know that you teach from grade 6 to to grade 12, Um, but how young are they starting with these kids in schools? Um, they're still quite a void in the middle or in the elementary school. If, if I would, if I was to highlight something from our country that really needs some focus, it's uh, our coding initiatives in the elementary schools, in the uh, the kindergarten through grade five, because a lot of the kids when they arrive in grade six, it's sort of the first experience ever that they have with computers what? for the most part. No, um, but, but then coding as well. So. I, I guess with programs like uh, Microsoft Surface in the classroom, you might get a little bit of hands-on uh, with the elementary kids, but it's still quite a void, and I find that a lot of the kids are arriving in middle school, um, and that's where they start, where they could be starting a lot earlier. Okay, Cameron. Yo. Here in Toronto, um, is it the same thing like Ben is saying? So is it more middle school and high school, or are there schools that are contacting you to... To get started at a younger age. I think that every school board and every educator out there is different, and each province is different as well. So it, it can vary. Um, and I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't pretend to be an expert on the amount yeah. of knowledge that Ben has when it comes to coding. Um, but we do have a lot of great stuff out there that we can offer educators looking to get interested, or parents as well. Like you would, yeah. Talked about, because so when I was yeah. at that event, and like honestly, I find this stuff like so interesting and mind-blowing and I think that if it was available to me when I was in school I probably wouldn't have dropped you know science in grade 10 sorry Mr. Carbone um (laughs) and I probably wouldn't have wrote my name on my grade 11 math exam and then walked out of class without doing the actual exam um all true stories um but yeah I think that this would have um you know, got me interested and passionate about that stuff, right? Because you're dealing with it in a really fun and exciting and creative way. Just like some of the things you listed off, Ben, um, you're working together as a team. So you're collaborating. It's creative. It's fun. And when we were at that event, the kids, my kids who are two, four and six got to do an activity with Microsoft and it was with um, Hot Wheels, yeah. little cars. Yeah, very cool. And like I said, two, four, and six, and they all took part and they did it. And they basically, all they did was like hot glue this paperclip a certain way <laughs> on a little Hot Wheels car, and they sent it through a racetrack, and it was able, they were able to race it, so they had so much fun, even just like, you know, making the, the little speed car. mass with yeah. it as well. Yeah. We, um, so, I mean, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I think one of the reasons I love technology is, you know, I had, a, I had a, a great teacher in elementary school and he ran the computer lab and he gave me extra time to go in and I ended up creating the school's website. I was, uh, I was a giant nerd in my <laughs> whole life. But it's like, it's that kind of stuff with uh, parents and with educators like, like Ben that ignite passion in younger kids when it comes to coding. And what you saw was one of many examples uh, at a website that's aka.ms slash hacking stem and there are six different activities they're all incredibly affordable they almost cost nothing the lesson plans are there kids of any age educators and parents can go and try these you can build uh, seismographs you can uh, take I don't a... even know what that is <laughs> Cameron talk, like, I don't even know we can talk more about it you can build a robotic <laughs> hand to learn what? about the human anatomy uh, yeah with, with paper <laughs> what and a couple of real simple supplies it's, it's all on there aka.ms slash hacking stem and it's just it is meant to ignite passion and curiosity bottom line this is stuff that it's going in this direction moms and dads listening whether you like it or not so I say it's something we got to jump on and get our kids um, into and have some fun with them because if this is stuff that you can do at home with them why not 
You are listening to us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is The Parenting Show. Stick around because we'll be back soon. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. You are listening to The Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We're talking all things techie today. Well... Not all things, more specifically uh, computer science as well as Hour of Code because we are wrapping up Computer Science Week and Hour of Code. So we've got Sabrish in studio with us today. He's 14. He is from the Knowledge Society. He's, uh, he's actually like built a video game at the age of 14 uh, <laughs> with the HoloLens. We've got Cameron here from Microsoft and Education Canada, as well as educator Ben Kelly joining us on the phone from Moncton, BC. Um, guys... Okay, I want to start doing this stuff with my kids. And so I know that, Cameron, you'd mentioned a site that I can go to and I can, you know, do some great activities with them at home. Yep. Like we did the little Hot Wheels thing. Parents, I'm telling you, you need to get on there and you need to try that one out because my two-year-old, Marcus, he had a field day with this and the girls <laughs> absolutely loved it. Um, and it was Crazy, crazy easy to do. Yeah, we also offer, uh, and right now that Hot Wheels activity is available at Microsoft stores on STEM Saturdays. Oh, uh, so like you can actually just go in and buy, like, is it a kit or something? No, you can go in and, and, and do the workshop oh. at, at Microsoft stores. There's seven of them across Canada. Yeah. So you can sign up, go to the website, um, sign up, and uh, bring your kids in and, and do that activity at any of the stores on a Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Okay, parents, and d- is there a fee for that? No, no. Okay, That's parents, great. you need to go in and you need to do this. Um, your kids will love you for it. My kids had a blast with it. Um, one of the other things that they did at the event was um, they got to actually work with Minecraft. And that's a game that I have heard so much about for quite a few years now. My nieces and nephews were into it. And so I was like, all right, when we were at the event, they're like, yeah, they're going to play and they're going to code. And I was code. I'm like, what on earth are they talking about? What do they mean code? And so they did. My four-year-old and my six-year-old. So Liliana, who's four, she's in JK. And Samantha, who is six, she's in grade one. They were actually like doing it. And I was like, what? That's awesome. Yeah, and I loved it. So so we have an Xbox One um, S and we've got uh, the Minecraft game. So that's something that I'm you know, slowly trying to get them to do at home just to like, you know, spark some interest and passion into yeah. that stuff. And um and so that's something that they're also using in school, right? Uh, I know Ben is in, in a bunch of capacities uh, so, with Minecraft yeah, the, uh, and Xbox. What are you doing with the Minecraft, Ben? It's comforting, Peanut, to know that I'm not, that I'm not the only one uh, playing countless of hours of Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. You're right in there with my four <laughs> and six-year-old. <laughs> There's two of us at least, right, uh, at home with our kids playing Minecraft. Um, Minecraft, this, this is going to be the year for Minecraft in education. There actually is a great team in Seattle working on Minecraft for schools specifically. And it's not the game that's on the Xbox. What they do is they take that game and all the elements that people love of that, all the elements that all kids love from that, and they add educational aspects like coding, for instance. So there's an agent. And I know they're going to focus on science at some point and add some really scientific uh, strength behind the game as well in the game. So with the 21st century skills, 
I've seen everything from, you know, kids crying in my room because we built a Vimy Ridge Memorial for Canadians uh, who passed away. What they did was they built a sign for every single soldier who died during the Vimy Ridge battle oh my and, uh, and then built a monument in the center of it. So when, On Minecraft. You, in Minecraft. So when you flew up above, oh you saw, you saw 3,000 count 3, plus signs with soldiers' real names on them who what? passed away. So kids would tear up in the class, you know, that when they actually, when they connected the signs to loss of life, uh, that was a moment to cry. And the other, the other time they would tear up is when they actually, uh, when they typed in their own surname. So when a kid was typing in the name of a soldier who passed away and the name happened to be McBurney and the kid sitting there, their last name was McBurney, that was a moment for them to step back from the keyboard and you could see some emotions uh, running pretty wild oh at that moment. So, so there's Minecraft in schools um, doing powerful, powerful things. And we're only scratching the surface. I mean, two million licenses, I could see that doubling this year, um, just with how powerful it is and how open schools are for, uh, to, to looking into things like Minecraft. Uh, one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard, I'll say it really quick, one of the teachers here in New Brunswick told me recently, um, they said, I'm not sure if I agree using Minecraft with small kids. And I asked why, and the answer was, because it's so engaging, everything else fails to hold their attention. <laughs> and I said, what a great door opener for Minecraft in education. I mean, if that's the biggest problem, that it's so engaging that everything else we do in schools won't hold uh, their attention, well, then maybe we need to look at Minecraft in schools. Yeah, there's so much about it. And even with the HoloLens and AR, there's so many demos about the Minecraft in the HoloLens. And there's so many applications with that and being able to interact with everything in Minecraft Live. And AR makes this entire experience even more immersive and easier for any child to use and not learn the controls and actually be there and work with other people and build something cool. Wow, that is just, honestly, I can't believe, like, if kids are built, at what what grade was this, Ben? This would, this would have been grade eight doing the Vimy Ridge Project. Uh, Canada 150, we did a whole series of builds uh, to celebrate Canada. And uh, and they did D-Day beaches. They did the Canada Arm and the Space Shuttle. And wow. again, everything's possible. It's just a matter of the creativity of the students. And that's my job to work on that. In grade eight, I'm looking at my producer, Julia. In grade eight, you know what I was doing? I was messing up my, like, sewing a little pencil case in home ec class and, like, couldn't even, you know, put a nail in properly on, like, a little birdhouse. And these kids, I've just been put to shame. Wow, I'm floored. So we're talking about we're talking about kids in computer science. We're talking about Hour of Code and it's all right here on the Parenting Show. Stick around for more. You're listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday. It is the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are in studio today with Cameron from uh, Microsoft. We've got Sabra. She's 14 years old and he is from the Knowledge Society and educator. He is a a middle school and high school teacher uh, from Moncton, and I'm talking about Mr. Ben Kelly. We're talking computer science. We're talking hour of code. Uh, we're talking about the importance of um, all of this because the way things are going, it computer just computer engineering. Oh my god, it's nuts, <laughs> yeah. right? Everything is like, like they always say. There's that saying. There's an app for that. Right. Well, they <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have an app for that if it wasn't for this stuff, and it wasn't if it wasn't for people. Um, you know, building this stuff and getting behind the whole coding and the computer science. So 
what exactly does this mean for the future of of these kids that are getting involved now? There's, you know, when we talk about STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, uh, you're, you're looking at um, some of the governments out there and, and some world leaders saying that we can't fill these spots. We don't have enough people in STEM. And there's a lot of push uh, from the federal government in Canada to, like, unlock STEM opportunities. Because when we ask what it all means, it really means that um, we might not have enough people to fill the job roles of the jobs that are going to be created in the future. And Because there's lot of so that, many of these jobs that are yeah. popping up, jobs that are going to pop up that we don't even know anything about right now. Well, that's what computational thinking is, right? It's it's the ability to know how to tell a computer to go figure out a problem or go do something. And and that's where a lot of our a lot of the jobs that we have uh, are are going. So it's really important that our kids get on this stuff. Um it's even just for for their future, for jobs, for um you know what I mean? This is how they're going to be able to make a living, yeah. right? Yeah. So Sabrish, you're working on you're working on a project, right? Yeah. So, okay, what kind of project is that? Uh, so the project is uh, using navigation and uh, revolutionizing it with AR. So right now, uh, using Google Maps or using other Maps uh, applications, it's difficult to look at the directions and move around, and it's not that user-friendly. So what me and another friend, Gaurav Dogra, are working on right now is creating an application where you can uh, we're integrating ARKit and ARCore with Google Maps, and what we're doing is we're creating something where you can uh, navigate from point A to point B with AR, and we're doing this using AR waypoints. So what you'd see in this application is you'd uh, you'd be able to pick, I want to get from here to here, and then what you could do is you'll see a bunch of waypoints in front of you, and you'd follow them to your destination. So applications for this would be in events, in airports, in university campuses, in shops. There are tons of applications for it, and like anyone can use it. And uh, we really wanted to do this because it has such a huge impact. It'll make this uh, so much more user-friendly. Yeah. Wow. So okay. So for something like this app that you're, <laughs> I'm just floored. Um, <laughs> for something like this, this app that you're talking about that you're building, um, do you have to wear something like the, a Hololens or something to see? Uh, so how that this app works is it's using AR Kit and AR Core. So what that's for is it's using the phone. So it's uh, using the iPhone or any Android phones. And how it works is uh, Apple and Google built two uh, APIs called AR Kit and AR Core. And what these are for is to make building AR experiences easier and they've optimized it for it. So what we're doing is we're taking those APIs and integrating it and you could basically choose where you want to get and on the phone's camera, you'll be able to see the AR waypoints oh, and wow. you'd be able to follow them. Okay. It's super cool. Yeah, Microsoft just launched um, some low-cost virtual reality headsets as well. And when you think about like the smartphone, what that was like over 10 years ago and where it is now. I still remember that car phone, the brick. <laughs> that was like... In your car, yeah. you don't you couldn't even take it out. <laughs> imagine like imagine ten, twelve years from now, where yeah. augmented and no, it's gonna be a chip in our be. finger. Yeah, right you know? now, <laughs> right now, like the Hololens is getting upgraded. There's gonna be a new one out soon. Uh, Apple's working on their own headset. There's Magic Leap. They've been keeping their headset secret, but uh, it's gonna be coming out soon, and I'm super excited for that. There's so many things going on right now in the VR and AR space, and like. 
I got into this seven months ago and where it was at then and where it's at now, it's so much and it's unbelievable even for me. Like when I first got in, I knew about the HoloLens, the Oculus and the HTC Vive. Yeah. There wasn't so much about it. I know. Now there's the Gear VR, Windows Mixed Reality, Oculus Rift, Oculus Go, HTC oh Vive. There's the new <laughs> uh, uh, HTC headset and there's so many and now Apple's coming out with one, AR kit, AR core. So it just keeps growing and there's... Uh, AR is, and VR is going to have such a huge impact. This on the is future. the way of the future. Yeah. yeah, there is no going back. The most exciting <laughs> headset for me, Pina, is uh, Microsoft's just made the uh, the the Hololens, but on a cheaper scale. So you don't have. Oh, to is this the one you were just talking about, Cam? Yeah, it's like yeah, six hundred bucks. Um, there's like an HP one uh, that's that's readily available in retail stores now. So if you're like, uh, oh, virtual reality, mixed reality, so out of reach, very expensive. It's actually becoming really affordable. But for I'd imagine that that's sorry, any, ben, I that's sorry. <laughs> but I'd imagine it's like anything. You know, when that fir- first flat screen TV comes out, it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg. And then like yeah. you know, things like slowly start to drop, right? Yeah, yeah, like, for example, with the Oculus Rift and the HTC Vive, like, six months ago, they all costed, like, 1500 bucks to get one, and you had to get all the sensors and everything, and now the prices come so low, the Oculus Rift is now around $499, HTC Vive is 699 and now oh with the low-cost mixed-reality headsets, they're like... I have, yeah. I have no idea what these headsets are that you're telling me about. Oh, you got to try it. It's so cool. <laughs> I'm yeah. totally looking them up. Maybe we'll post some of them on the Parenting Show Facebook page as well. Oh, gosh. I hope you guys are as, like, floored as I am and, and interested. And this is, like, crazy. It's mind-blowing. But it's just amazing that um, it's being taught to kids. And kids are the ones behind this, you know, behind this movement. And teachers like Ben, you know. So, oh, boy. We've got more. Don't go anywhere. This is the Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm here with my real estate friend Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's tip is update your condo evaluation. Do you know what your condo is worth? Because right now, the condo market is hot. Typically, condos were evaluated every year or two. But with today's hot condo market, if your condo was assessed even three months ago, it's time to have a reassessment. Know what your condo is worth. Call or email me for an evaluation and reassessment. I can help you. So they can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. You're listening to The Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca. We are in studio today. We've got uh, educator Ben Kelly joining us on the phone from Moncton. He teaches computer science and coding with his students. I hear he's one of the best in the country. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> we've got Sabrish. He is 14 years old. He's joining me in studio today, and I'm absolutely like just in awe of him. He's from the Knowledge Society, and... We have someone here from Microsoft, uh, from the education side, and that is Mr. Cameron. So when you guys put together these these education programs that gets into the schools, what are some of the things that like you guys really stress about? I mean, definitely the coding aspect, computational thinking. Um, 
but just empowering educators. I think that's that's the biggest focus is um, sometimes f- from a parent's perspective, this can be kind of a daunting task, igniting passion in a young student to get involved in coding in STEM. And um, it doesn't have to be, and it's not. Uh, so the uh, STEM activities that we offer, the educator community that we offer that Ben talked about earlier, um, even free professional development, uh, like our, our focus is really on providing educators the the right tools that they think is going to create the best learning outcomes for their students. Because once the door to the classroom closes, we don't pretend to be the experts um, on knowing which tools are going to yeah. help students the most. That's that's the educator that decides that. And Ben, as an educator, like, what are the, the subjects that you teach actually? So I teach, I teach everything from computer science to uh, history to math. Um, New Brunswick's actually trying to become the nation leader, if not North American leader, in cybersecurity. So I'm actually oh, wow. dabbling in cybersecurity and uh, working like virtual co-op with real cybersecurity companies. But I guess that leads me to my strongest point about Microsoft, and that, that is their ability to partner. Um, there is no company like Microsoft when it comes to partnering with industry. And the cool thing is, is our whole point in education is getting kids ready for jobs. And when you have someone like Microsoft partnering with the industries that our kids are going to go into, you know what, that, what they're delivering in the classroom is for real. It's actually, it's actually going to work. So, I mean, we have our own HoloLens. Uh, we're very lucky to have our very own HoloLens, and that, and that was from a partner. Um, there's partners, I think there's one in Ontario called Fair Chance Learning. They're, they're tremendous. I mean, that is how you get technology into your kids' schools. They're fantastic. So you reach out to Fair Chance Learning and get them into the schools, and that, that's Microsoft all the way and a lot of other things. And, uh, and the hardware we have, I mean, the HoloLens is ridiculous. Our kids are, are much like Sabresh, building apps for it and, and using it. Um, we have a Microsoft Surface Studio, which is a huge, a massive 28-inch uh, touchscreen uh, for artists. It's, yeah. it's a full-blown yeah, computer, amazing. and it's a touchscreen, and artists can put this dial on the screen, and as they're drawing, they can change the color as they actually draw. Oh, my draw. gosh. So, Ben, okay, you, you said you teach math, right? When you're teaching, you know, your regular math class, what is the interest like of the students there? I was uh, told I was going to be teaching a financial workplace math. These are for, uh, that's a math course for kids that aren't headed to university. Um, so they're more like skilled trades kids. Yeah. And I said, how am I going to do this in a way that's not worksheets? How am I going to do this in a way that'll, you know, be engaging? And so uh, enter Minecraft in the classroom. And uh, so for things like exploded diagrams, you know, those Ikea things where they show you how things fit together, like yeah. how chairs go together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of the curriculum. So I said, how can I do this in a fun way? And uh, what I decided was there's, there's a standard church in Minecraft that every village has. So what we did was I got the kids to build an exploded view of that church. So what they did was they took the walls off and pulled it back and then showed me how the church would go together imaginatively. But in fact, wow. they were building the Minecraft church, but not together. They were building each of the parts and how they would be assembled. So that's just one piece of how Minecraft could be used in a grade 11 math classroom in an engaging way, and it actually satisfies the curriculum. And how did the students, though, like, did they enjoy it? You hear quotes like, this is the best math class ever. Um, oh, that's awesome. And you hear awesome. quotes like, I can't believe you didn't stand at the board for 50 minutes talking and then give us homework. Um, you know, like, it's a different that's way of fun. math. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And you know what? My attendance is the best it's ever been for the course. So yeah. See, that's awesome. Great. Anyone can, any, any teacher can get into that, too. They can go to... Um, education.minecraft.net and you can download it for free you can log in 25 times to just test it out if you don't have the license yet and there's free worlds and free lesson plans on that website too okay this is something parents i'm gonna get cameron to say it one more time and i'm going to also post it on the facebook page which is facebook.com slash the parenting show um 
we need to get on this stuff, okay? Um, so what is that site again, Cameron? So check out education.minecraft.net for anything with Minecraft. And for some of the other stuff we've been talking about, check out microsoft.ca slash education. Okay, parents, write those down. Go to the Facebook page, get it, and uh, and let your teachers know. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, Sabrish, if people want to find you, where can they do that? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn, Sabrish Nyanamurthy, and uh, I send out a monthly newsletter, and you can subscribe on my LinkedIn. Awesome. How do you spell your last name? Uh, G-N-A-N-A-M-O-O-R-T-H-Y. But you can Perfect. find me if you type in Sabrish. We will, we will tag him on our Facebook page as well. <laughs> Cam, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. It's what you guys are doing is revolutionary. Yeah, I love so it. Much. Oh God, you guys are amazing. And of course, Mr. Ben Kelly, or should I just call you Mr. Kelly? this has been a lot of fun and and as a parent you have a new listener as well so oh thank you and mr kelly where can we find you on social media i'm very 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 active on twitter i share like a lot of stuff so uh, my twitter is at bbt and b it stands for broad-based tech new brunswick of course it does (laughs) (laughs) i am hitting follow right now thank you so much for joining us and remember if you tuned in late and want to listen back you can do so on our podcast on itunes or 640toronto.com have a great one and we'll catch you here next sunday i'm peter crispo for the parenting show on global news radio 640 toronto